This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 9th of May. In your squiz today, drone attacks across Ukraine, getting ready for budget night, a sudden cold snap and a surprising career move. This is your squiz today. Victory isn't something that we've talked about a lot in the war between Russia and Ukraine because not a lot of progress has been made in some time, Claire. But today, May the 9th, is an important one on Russia's calendar. It's when the country celebrates something called Victory Day, which marks the Soviet defeat of Nazi Germany in 1945. It's always been a big day for Russia and it's significant this year as the war goes on. Mm. Squizzes might remember that when Russian President Vladimir Putin's forces invaded Ukraine back in February 2022, he said that it was to confront Nazism. Uh, He said that was coming from the government in Ukraine. Ukraine and the West said that that was an outrageous thing to say, but experts reckon that Putin's likely hoping to use this year's Victory Day holiday to boost patriotism uh, and also support for the war in Ukraine. Yeah, that might be the case, but reports say that Victory Day parades have had to be scaled back this year because of the drone attack on Russian soil over the past week. Russia seems to be hitting back over those attacks, though. Reports say that air raid sirens rang out across two-thirds of Ukraine yesterday. That was after large-scale Russian drone strikes were reported. Yeah, that's right. There were multiple explosions and injuries reported in Ukraine's capital, Kiev, yesterday. Also, there were attacks in Odessa and Kherson in the south and Zaporizhia in the east. Just on Zaporizhia, there's been a warning from the United Nations in International Atomic Energy Agency. The boss there is Rafael Grossi. He says that a severe nuclear accident could happen at the big nuclear power plant there if fighting around it intensifies. He's made that warning as Ukraine tries to recapture that region from Russia. And just for some context on that, that plant is the largest in Europe. Grossi says he's extremely concerned about the very real nuclear safety and security risks, and he said the plant needs to be protected. Those fears have forced a mass evacuation of people from Zaporizhia over the past 24 hours, and it doesn't look to be slowing down anytime soon. Claire, we talked about the mass shooting at a Dallas, Texas shopping mall yesterday, and although the local police haven't shared a motive yet, they have identified the 33-year-old gunman, and there's reports that he was wearing a patch on his clothing that references a far-right hate group. Yeah, his name was Mauricio Garcia. He killed at least eight people before he was killed by a police officer on the scene. And yesterday, US President Joe Biden ordered the flags of the White House to be flown at half-mast. He said that was a mark of respect for the victims. Mm. He also renewed his call for a ban on weapons like the AR-15 assault rifle, which was used by the gunman in that shooting. That's a suggestion that's supported by about 61% 
20% of Americans, according to a recent poll. But Texas isn't likely to put any new gun laws in place, Claire. Their Republican governor, Greg Abbott, blames the mental health crisis for the shooting. Tonight's the night that we'll finally get the full budget from Treasurer Jim Chalmers. He's due to speak on it at 7.30pm Eastern Standard Time. Yep, get your dinner sorted if you're having it in your lap (laughs) over the budget or a glass of wine or a cup of tea, whatever it is that you need to settle in. Uh, Of course, all of that hasn't stopped the Albanese government from delivering more pre-budget announcements, including yesterday. This time it's about low-income single parents and lifting access to the specific support payments uh, for those single parents up until their youngest child turns 14 years old. That's lift from the former age threshold of eight years old. Uh, Labor says that it'll affect about 57,000 single parents, most of them are women, and it'll also deliver those parents uh, about $176.90 per fortnight, more if they stayed on the job seeker payment, which of course is the unemployment benefit. Mm. Uh, It though is disappointing for some advocates who were hoping for more. Yeah, they wanted the age threshold to be lifted to 16 years old. That's where it was when former PM Julia Gillard changed the threshold in 2012. Yesterday, PM Anthony Albanese said that 14 was appropriate though because children have typically settled into high school and need less parental supervision. There will be a lot more budget chit-chat tonight though, Claire, and we'll be watching so that we can give Squizzers the key points tomorrow. I can't wait. I've mentioned it to you before, Claire, that I'm a cold weather person, (laughs) but I'm not too proud to admit that it might have gotten a bit too cold for me over the past couple of days. A cold snap has been moving over most of the country and it's brought below freezing temperatures to several regions. Yeah, okay, so now we know who to blame for this, Alice. (laughs) (laughs) must have jinxed us. (laughs) (laughs) Look, it seems like everywhere except Western Australia and the Northern Territory are getting these really cold conditions. Uh, They're both still posting very balmy temperatures, but (laughs) like you say, elsewhere in Australia, they've experienced minimum temperatures temperatures below zero on Monday. Uh, The Bureau of Meteorology has blamed that on a cold southern front. The wind gusts also, which is what happened in Sydney, was absolutely freezing the wind. It also caused really dangerous surf and that's extended along the east coast. The waves in some areas reached higher than six metres yesterday Uh, and inland Canberra officially recorded its coldest May day ever. That was on Sunday. Yeah, it's probably a good time to admit that winter is coming and rug up appropriately. Apparently the cold snap is going to stick around until Thursday. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit-for-member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy-to-understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. Claire, we're not the kind to stomp all over people's dreams, but this had us a bit concerned. 
France's finance minister is in the headlines and not because of any problem with the French economy, but because he's written a book. And not any kind of book, an erotic fiction novel. (laughs) Uh, His name is Bruno Le Maire. Uh, He says that it's a book about his love of music, but according to the reviews, it's about a whole lot more than that and it gets pretty racy. Uh, It's not had good reviews and it's also not his first book. Uh, What's changed this time around and all the attention he's getting is that he's finally admitted to using a pseudonym. Uh, The pseudonym is Duck Williams. Uh, He's used that before and written a novel, including about a doctor being involved with a married woman. Um, (laughs) Now that they're onto him, he's getting lots of questions about if he's embarrassed about it all. Yeah, sounds scandalous, but he's apparently responded, who cares, which seems very French to me. And I reckon that's a lesson for anyone looking to do something they love, even if they aren't particularly good at it, Claire. (laughs) Yeah, just go for it. Squiz the day. Today's the anniversary of the first Parliament of Australia opening. That was back in 1901. Yep, exactly right. And, of course, all that's happening is our federal politicians are in Canberra today ahead of the budget tonight. And that wraps us up today. But just quickly, if you'd like to make our Tuesday, we'd love for you to leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on Spotify, you can give us a star rating. And there's plenty of other apps where you can recommend us to other listeners. We've mentioned it before, but we really love to read your feedback and it also really helps us to grow. Have a great day and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.